everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting their own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based company, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Thank God the holidays are over. Yes, indeed. Dude, I'm so sick of seeing people eating turkey, ham. I'm just... Every year, I say it. All I'm like, man, I love the holidays. Halfway through, I'm like, man, I wish this shit was over. Yeah. And then it gets over, and you're like, okay, back to normal. The only part of back the holidays I normal. like is the house decorations. I, I'm never pushing to get the house on Christmas. Yeah, I got to Mitch's house today, and all his trees and shit, are, everything's up. Like, the 26th, Janine's taking stuff down. Nope. She's like, where's the boxes? Where's the totes? I mean, that shit's down. Yeah. Like, in two days, over. I don't mind it staying around through half Mitch of January. Mitch got 18 freaking Christmas trees up, lights on the house up, on, everyone else's shit in his neighborhood's off. Yeah. <laughs> Just a regular Clark W. Griswold over here. My oh parents, my God. they won't be back uh, from their trip until like March, so all their Christmas stuff is down and they have spring Easter time stuff in their apartment. <laughs> so we were over there on Saturday and we were to eat nachos and it was just like all Easter, so it was... They've already got it decorated for wow. their feeling. That's, wow. That's the Mitch's house. That's it's just Christmas. It's nothing else. Oh man! No other decorations. Oh, thank God it's over. Back yep. to reality. Yep. Normal stuff. Normal. I, normal. 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 I normal. Thought, normal. I thought I was gonna escape December. Like it was like pretty unstressful, and then it got got us right at the end. Whenever we had to drive ten hours in a blizzard. Yeah. So it was kind of funny because I'm like, wow, this December, like, you know, it's not stressful. Like, we're making it through. Nope. Nope. White knuckle kind of sneak in there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You had to figure it out. It took us like two days to get back, and yeah, that was fun. No fun there. I got plenty of travel coming up. Mm-hmm. I'll be in Texas next week and then leaving for Colorado the week after that. So, life stuff for old Mitch. Life's He's tough. He's doing a lot of work. Doing a lot. Doing a lot of work. Uh, I'm pretty much semi-retired if you listen to anybody. Your wife right? says you don't do shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. She said earlier, he ain't going to do nothing on vacation. Yeah, right. He might be she on the computer all... for five minutes. Yeah, bullshit. He, uh, the truth is he's just looking for something to do, so she will leave him the fuck alone. So hopefully we were going to be able to kick off this podcast and say that the Chiefs are the number one in the AFC, but that didn't happen. Monday Night Football game got... Oh, yeah. Indefinitely suspended last night. So stupid. It's pretty wild. I mean, it is wild. It, it's wild. Like, I can totally get that they paused play last night. I don't quite understand why they're saying it won't happen this week. I don't... Like, first off, I feel super bad for the kid. Yeah. I feel worse for his mom. Yeah. His mom was there. Yeah, in the and stands, like, having oh, to watch shit, it. Oh, yep. shit, you know? And I understand that they postponed the game 100%. Mm-hmm. Not because someone got hurt, but because his friends were like, literally, how do you play after that, yeah. right? You know, yeah. okay, we have to cancel the game. 
His vitals have returned to normal. Mm-hmm. They should have stayed in town and played the game tonight or tomorrow during the day. Mm-hmm. That's what should have happened. Yeah. Right? I and mean, instead, I mean, they've had... And I don't want to downgrade, like, the kids' situation, but, like, all the drama that people dream up, oh, we can't be doing this, and oh, we can't be doing that, and oh, we can't do that. It's like they take one situation, and they say, we're not going to pull away. We, It's all about him, and it's all about him. No, you're running your mouth and creating a bunch more drama to try to make it about you and give you something to talk about yeah. instead of actual the actual situation that's occurring. Yeah. Like, that's worse, in my mind, than people saying, well, maybe they should have just played the game the next day. Right. You know? Yeah, like, essentially, not to not to make light of it, but essentially the NFL is a business, and business needs to keep moving forward. Well, Formula One, it's just back to business as normal. They'd red flag it, and then, like, a few hours later the next day, they're at it again. Right. And, I mean, yes, it is tragic. Thank, thank God he didn't die. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's not... The, the part that bugs me is they keep referring to it as an injury, but it's more like a condition than an injury. He probably had a condition and didn't know it because yeah. he's only like 23 or 24. Right. You know, and what really, what else pisses me off is, you know, all those people donated all this millions of dollars yeah, to his I, charity. I don't. And they're, and they're making this huge deal. What, what irritates me the most is people die every day in this country yep. for a lot less yep. that aren't a part of, oh, and, the, the elite. Yeah, you know society like there was a couple of years ago the kid got buried alive I I don't want to say the plumbing company's name in Grain Valley it was mm-hmm. either Grain Valley or Oak Grove right down yeah. the road from us that kid literally got buried alive in a sewer ditch as a plumber probably about the same age as that NFL player killed him yeah and he was doing more dangerous work for a lot less money mm-hmm. you know what I mean Was his, is his family going to be taken care of no right they're not so Spare me the, oh, poor kid playing the harsh NFL. Oh, he's good. Oh, everyone could get a concussion and everyone could die. There are people that do a lot more for a lot less and risk their lives a lot more Mm -hmm. than people that play in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I feel really bad for the guy. I hope he's 100% fine. Mm -hmm. I hope he gets to be fine. But spare me the pity crybaby crap of if you play in the NFL you're a saint because you're doing it for entertainment value and you could get hurt yeah I yeah, don't, no shit I don't quite understand the you know his charity raised like two and a half million dollars overnight and all this stuff and and I mean don't get me wrong it's cool again you know I'm I'm a charitable person myself all that stuff however no part in my brain said because he got hurt on the field, I should give his charity money. Like, and, and I, it's hard to say that in like a in like a nice way. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, the, there's just a connection there that I'm not seeing. I don't see why. Well, for one, This episode is brought to you by Field Pulse, the official field service management software provider of The Void. Field Pulse allows you to organize your customers, your employees, your jobs, and your revenue with ease. Field Pulse is the perfect option no matter if you're a business of one or 100, and their plans start at just $99 a month. Check out the link to Field Pulse in the description of this show. I. 
I don't, I even made a Facebook post about it this morning. Uh, Ken Block also died yesterday. Yeah. Um, and the driver, right? Yeah. He was the yeah. unicorn <laughs> yeah. guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, you didn't hear hardly anything about that, did you? Well, you, you it, that, I mean, a little the bit. news of that didn't drop until after the incident occurred on the field. And then you were, you were watching the incident on the field and then learning about Ken Block at the exact same moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you like scrolling through social media and literally every other post is about an NFL player or Ken Block. And it's really wild because 99.999% of those people posting have never once met either one of them. Yeah. And now they're they're changing the profile pictures to to memorialize them or they're they're posting pictures of them and 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 all of this kind of stuff and it's just wild how they're it's wild how a person's arbitrary popularity can change the social behaviors of masses and masses of people in one day. Yeah, it's because people are stupid and a person is smart. You know, it's like when they get in this group, they just they just become inflamed from each other. Yeah. And they just do things that they normally wouldn't do. Look, when I die, no one is going to be posting on social media all over the country that, oh, David Hilton died today, you know, in a car wreck or at 85 years old or at 100 years. Right. The world, you know what? The next day, the world's going to go on and it's just going to, that's just reality. Right. The world go people die every day and right. they're not a giant social media. No one knew outside of Buffalo and people that are really into the NFL, no one knew who that guy was. Right. And I even mentioned that in my post. You got you know, these people that are that have never known of that guy ever before, but because they were watching the game and because that untimely medical emergency happened on live TV right in front of them, it all of a sudden created a connection that took over their own social media page. And and not only took over their own social media page, but now they become like a Monday morning quarterback Oh yeah, themselves. You know, they're they're calling for the NFL to cancel the game. You, you notice how the NFL stayed quiet through all of that. The what, NFL didn't say anything well, to the media. What's dumb is, you know, all these idiots on ESPN and, um, you know, the little sports reporters. Kansas, how can you not have canceled this game? Blah yeah. blah blah. Listen to me. I'm I'm a look. It has to go through channels. Yeah. The NFL is one of the biggest industries on the planet. They yeah. have to go by their P's. Yeah. There may have been the top two people been like, well, we've got to cancel the game, yeah. so start the process. Yeah. And then the process, guess what? It probably took 40 minutes. It takes a minute. And people are like, the NFL's so dumb. No, yeah. you're dumb. Yeah. And I then, mean... And then you see all the people hijacking, again, their own social media posts and saying... Like, I, I saw one post, and I quickly scrolled on because I didn't want to be fed this with the algorithms... Somebody had made a comment of saying like the in it like because there for a moment like the refs rules are if somebody is required to be carted off the field in an ambulance the teams are given five minutes to re- regroup 
and yeah. then play play resumes. That's just the basic rule. Yeah, so right? they're going by what they've been trained to do. Yeah. Unless they hear otherwise. Unless they hear otherwise, right? Yeah. And and so how can uh, you have them warm up? What are you doing? Yeah, come and, on, and dude. You see all these people saying, you know, that would be like you going to work and then your employee next to you drops dead, and yeah. then your manager's like, well, we'll see you back to work in five minutes. Yeah, it's because people are dumb. Yes. People are just dumb. Yeah. If a person is smart, people are stupid. Yeah. And when they get together, mm. they're just, their shit shuts down. Yeah. I don't understand what it is. I well, think too- I think some of it is they're, they're trying to use their own social media to, they're trying to take advantage of that opportunity to inflate their status in a way. If I have the best post, it'll get shared, it'll get liked, it'll get reacted. If, yeah. If I... It's their own dopamine response they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, like if I say his name and I'll, I'll, I act like I knew who he was thirty before 30 minutes ago, you know, others around me will like me because of that. And... and and again, I'm I'm not. We can't say this enough. We're not downgrading what happened. It's still it sucks no, that it happened. Awful. But it's an interesting social experiment to watch the nation's reaction on social media because of it. It's just wild. It's crazy. Also, dude. too, I've noticed like post COVID, there's this sort of like philosophy that's like risen up of like if someone doesn't agree with something, it's just just stop it. Like. If you don't want to go to work, just don't go it's on cancel strike. Culture. Yeah. It's cancel culture. It's another version it's, of cancel culture. It's cancel culture, except it's just, it's like bleeding out to be like... Yeah, it's everything. And if it's going to stop right us, now. Yeah, if you don't... if you, We think it, the game should be over. It should be over right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how come Roger Goodell didn't jump out of an airplane with a parachute, pull it, come onto the field and say, the game is over? <laughs> like, what are, I mean, people are just so dumb. People don't realize that... Things, especially like in institutions, and I feel like it's a huge rolling machine that doesn't just like stop to a whole. Yeah, right. you have to have your and, processes in place, and it has to go through certain channels. And or Roger Goodell get fired. Roger Goodell doesn't have all the answers. Hey, there's, a, get, there's a whole board of directors there, and a whole yeah. There's a whole uh, chain of command. Yeah. That that has to agree, and they have to come up to the right decision. They have to agree that what they're talking about is the right decision, yeah. and then they have to disseminate that information amongst the ranks. That shit takes time. Well, he should be at the game, at every game. Yeah. Well, first off, that can happen. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's so dumb. First off, he was probably having a five-star dinner in Las Vegas, getting ready to go to the craps table, probably wasn't even watching the stupid-ass game. I don't know how many billions of dollars a year the NFL generates. Uh, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot, right? It's a lot of so money. So the easy way to summarize this whole topic is you're watching people who have a hard time managing forty or fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Judge somebody who's having to manage an organization that does billions of dollars a year. Yeah. And they 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 have a hard time solving. Yeah. Forty and fifty thousand dollar problems, and he's trying to solve billion dollar problems. Yeah. It's just your your opinion. Yeah. That's why I hate all social short. media. I think it should all be shut down. Also, yeah. all of it. I think it should all be turned the fuck off. Whenever you said the NFL was silent, what were you meaning by that? So so the ESPN reporters, they weren't hearing anything from the NFL, and you could tell that they were getting really squirmy. Yeah, because be- they're sitting up there and didn't know what to say. For, Get well, them off the air. I mean, they're fuck. They're squirmy for two reasons. Well, he's black, and so they're just like, well, if we just keep on playing, it's a racist news news idol, news title. Who's black? Little Damar. Demar, is that his oh, name? Oh, yeah, yeah, but that has nothing. To, race isn't a part of this at all. The what, what I'm saying is is um, the NFL reporters were were squeamish for two reasons. One is 
they don't go solo very well. They need a teleprompter. They need guidance. They need boundaries. No. And then once you give them those boundaries and that teleprompter, they will ham it up to as much as they can. Well, they ran out of runway last night. Yeah, radio guys can do TV, but TV people can't do radio. Right. Because they're just trained robots. So the, TV people are trained robots. The <laughs> other reason that they were so squeamish... What do we do? ...was because... <laughs> The NFL was not giving the media any info. Yeah. And so they, they the media is panicked and they're hating it because now they're in a no-win situation where they can either talk in circles about nothing or they can speculate. And anytime the media speculates, it always comes back to bite them in the ass, right? So mm. they weren't wanting to speculate. They just kept breaking the commercial because they didn't want to talk in circles. And so they were, they were just, yeah, in this I just big shut frenzy. it off. I was like, I, yep, it's uh, this is over. <laughs> I'll criticize the NFL on a lot of stuff. I admired the NFL for, for not, um, for not giving any of the media, any info yeah. throughout the whole I thing. I love how like, the media, and this is for everything. They think that they're privileged yeah. and they should know first yeah. all the time about yeah. everything. Yeah. You know what? All you do is talk on TV. Shut your hole. Yeah. And, we, and when we're ready to tell you what's going to happen, we'll give you the information. Yeah. Until then, you can just shut the hell up. Yeah. How like, about that? They they treated the media just like they treated everybody else last night, and it was freaking cool to see. That was yeah. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were back in the hallways, and the media people were like, well, we're not allowed in the locker rooms, but we did watch one coach make a you know take a cell phone call, and then he handed it to the other coach, and then they hugged, and now players are coming out of the locker rooms, and they're they're out of uniform, so we we That's think a, the game might be suspended, but we're not sure. They're they're not letting us in. They're not answering our questions, and and uh, the whole time That's I'm real like, That's media. awesome. That's what they used to do in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. They would be like, okay, you try to figure it out, and yeah. when we're ready to tell you, we'll tell you. There's yep. like there's How a suspense that? in that. Yeah. Well, and so dumb. I mean, there's really not much to share on it either. Like you don't know the guy's condition. You don't know, like, okay, yeah, the game's indefinitely suspended. You don't know when it's going to be resumed. Again, that's, the, that's for their business to figure out. Yeah, and you can't you can't call the hospital, and the hospital can't tell you this is what's happening. That's yeah. what's called a HIPAA violation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they can't just tell – you can't call the hospital and get information. Yeah. Okay. What, <laughs> the one other thing that really surprised me was there were videos on social media surfacing from doctors that were saying what happened. And it's like, dude, you watched it on TV just like I did. I get that you have a medical degree. Yeah. You can speculate as to what you think happened. Yeah. But don't go on social media making a video as like you, as it's an exciting the specific condition. This is what happened. And it's like, yeah. Okay. If so dumb. I told Janine. I said, I bet he had a heart attack. I, like literally, I said it looks like he had a heart attack. I mean, what else could I, it be? I, told, I mean, it had to be what it is. I told Danielle the brain aneurysm or cardiac arrest. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Uh, and, and it ends up being some version of cardiac arrest. I saw arrest, Mitch so. walk out of his fucking bedroom <laughs> door one day. He walks out and he's like, we go to work. And he just literally just goes, boom, yeah. right on his face. I thought he was dead. I was like, this motherfucker's dead. Passed out well, the just like I go around the corner and he's looking at me. What happened? Well, again, Mitch, because it's like you can go into a doctor's office and he can look at you for an hour and not know 
what's wrong with you? Right. But then you have these guys who are just like watching. Yeah. On they the watch news. the same seven seconds of TV that we did, and they yeah. know what's wrong. No. His aorta burst off his heart when he yeah. when he tackled that guy, and the NFL should be shut down. And <laughs> come on, dude, stop, I, stop talking. I can say that his the, the the players' facial expressions were probably pretty atrocious. Because all the surrounding players... Like they were pretty shocked. You've never seen yeah. NFL players on the field react to a downed player like they did no, last No, they night. usually just turn away and they're like, okay, and I know he's hurt, but he's fine. They weren't reacting like that to Tua. And Tua was very visibly... Like he was knocked the fuck out. <laughs> uh, that, uh, Tua yeah. it looked like brain damage, right? Yeah. Um, they weren't reacting that way to Tua. So the only way you're going to get those kinds of reactions from those kinds of players is... If if that gentleman's face, if if there was, I mean, just grossness happening there, like something to make you think that he's possibly not well, with us anymore. Given, and they told, like, in the thir- first 30 seconds, they were like, okay, they've been giving him CPR. And at that point, I told, I looked at Jenny, I said, I told you, he yeah. had a heart attack on the field, and they're just trying to figure it out. Yep. You know. Yeah. That's that's pretty wild. So that was a heck of an intro, twenty minute intro there. He'll be okay. Hopefully he'll be he, all right. Hopefully he's okay. Um, I hope. Main topic for today. We're only talking one topic aside from NFL. Uh, only just, talking one topic. You just wasted twenty minutes of my life. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> Today's topic is CRM. <sighs> Boring. Boring. So to give you some backstory, if you're new or listening to the show. Dave started a one-man company with uh, uh, very little resources, was very successful, um, but he did it without a lot of the resources that we have today. Um, I started a company with a different vision for growth and using a lot of resources and a lot of marketing and everything else. So Dave and I, whenever we talk about things like this, we come from two completely different uh, backgrounds and we come from two completely different viewpoints. Um, um, so uh, today's topic being CRM, what is a CRM? CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management Software. Um, if you are a mobile field service person, um, your CRM might be called a field service management system, um, but they both basically do the same thing. If you're, excuse me, if you're a sales guy, like let's say you're in car sales, you have a CRM, it's static. Um, the, the difference between a CRM and a field service management software is field service management also allows you to be mobile and route efficiently and all of that stuff. So field service management is for when your work is out in the field. Uh, CRM is for when your customers come to you. Um, but Essentially, it's all blanketed under a CRM. And um, um, there's a couple of different ways to start businesses. You can start businesses without CRMs. Um, we recently had some guys on the show that uh, started a car deal detailing business. And they're, they're doing you know two to four to five customers per week. And their customers come to them. So they don't need a CRM they use a whiteboard in their shop and they can organize everything just on a whiteboard. Um, but if you're like a plumber or an electrician or an HVAC guy where you're going out into people's homes and doing repairs, you're going to two to five customers a day. And so you need something in place to organize all of that data. You've got 
you've got customer addresses, phone numbers, emails, all that, all their particular data. You've got all of your repairs that you're going to be doing. You've got all that data that you've got to organize in there. Um, you've got to be able to give them invoices. Uh, you've got to be able to route to all those jobs efficiently. And you've got to be able to put them on a visible schedule so that when somebody calls in, you can let them know where your openings are in the schedule and everything. So that is where a CRM becomes really, really important. If you're a one-man show and you're doing whatever the nature of work you do, if it's only one job a day, you probably don't need a CRM. Um, but if you're doing a lot of jobs a day with a lot of different customers, then you need a CRM. Uh, we've been in business for two and a half years now, and um, uh, I just did a count. We have 4,400 customers in our CRM in just two and a half years. So um, it's mind-boggling to think like it's, it's just, a lot of customers. It would physically be impossible to try to do anything like that on paper. It's a lot of information. Yeah. I mean, your customer, customer name, yeah, address, email, second location address because customers have multiple houses. Yeah, phone number, second phone number. Yeah. Daughter-in-law because you have to call because yeah. the old lady's 95. Owner won't be there. Call the daughter. Yeah, yeah, all of that There's stuff, right? There's a lot of information. So if you're intentional about being successful, then you know success just doesn't happen. And it's created by your actions and it's created by hard work. So if you're waking up each day and just hoping that the phone rings and that you might get a chance to sell some work, you're probably not going to make it very far. Uh, winters, uh, not winters, winners. <laughs> <laughs> Winners, Get it together, man. <laughs> winners identify the motions needed for success, and then they make actions to put them closer to those motions. They make those motions happen. Uh, this applies. Um, uh, this applies everywhere, but one of the biggest areas is the software that you're going to run your business with. So some guys are running on paper tickets. Um, you know, uh, they go to the office every morning and they're office manager hands them four pieces of paper and those are their four jobs for the day and they're going to fill out the invoice and they're going to they're going to grab their old credit card machine first off the carbon copy they're not making carbon copies of credit cards anymore <laughs> you can get a square or a paPal swiper for your phone for like for free you can you sign up they will send when I started it to as a plumber you. that's how we were doing it was with the carbon copy oh, machine God, oh God yep so I haven't um, seen one of those in 30 years you know those guys those guys probably aren't struggling but they definitely aren't as successful as they could be Um and, and so if that's you and you want to be successful, identify that it's probably like one of the behaviors where you can change is a CRM. Um, um, if you're thinking of starting your own business without a CRM, for one, you're probably not listening to this show. Um, but if you are, you could probably just stop listening to the show because the stuff that we talk about on this show is going to be a little bit beyond where your ambitions are set. So, um, and I don't mean that to degrade you. If, if you want to just start a business to get out from under your boss and do your own thing, that's great. I'm actually saving you time by saying this show is probably not for you. Um, you can listen to me. It's okay. You can just listen to Dave. Mitch, there when you Mitch go. starts talking, turn down the volume. <laughs> I'll be entertaining at least. Um, the, uh, uh, th this show is to help you improve your game, improve your business and, and get you to the next level. So, um, um, the, the guys that, that there are, there's another group of guys that might be using invoicing software like QuickBooks and they think that it's a CRM. It's not, I mean, it, it's, it's a very, very basic one. It is housing your information, but 
as we'll get to in a second, it's not doing what a CRM can do. It's more or less just a paper saver. Instead of running on paper tickets, you're running on QuickBooks. Um, others might have a legitimate CRM, but they're way underutilizing it to where they're pretty much just treating it like it is just QuickBooks. And so if you if that's you, then really tune into the show because you're going to learn real fast that that you can make so much more of a difference in your business if you dial things up. Um, so CRM, customer relationship management. Uh, it's the it's it's for you to best manage the relationship your customers have with your business. And that relationship is so much more than just the invoice that you give them. It's where you store all the info you need to deliver them the best service possible. Um, and a CRM can give you so much awesome information if you just take the time to plug it into the system. Um, High-level overview of things that a CRM can do. In the click of a button, you can email every single customer that you've ever done work for in one keystroke. Um, I literally did that two and a half weeks ago. We gave away a pair of Chiefs tickets, uh, said anybody who books a service call in December, you, you're entered to win a pair of Chiefs tickets. And it took me, I mean, I say two and a half minutes. It took me, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes to write the email and spell check it and make sure it read well and everything else. And then click, 4,400 people got that email. Um, Who got the tickets? Uh, a gentleman that lives up on the north side of the city. Um, ironically, he's a sales guy. Of so course he is. So he had a lot of tickets already. Rigged. And so he was like, uh, actually, so the person that won, uh, ironically enough, the person that won is the girl that makes these shirts for us and, and does uh, a lot of stuff like that. Um, uh, she does like all of our uniforms and everything else. Um, but uh, this was the Christmas uh -huh. Eve game that we were, we were sending them. The, oh, there were tickets to the Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was, it was three degrees when I got there and <laughs> it was eight degrees at kickoff. No, thanks. So I'm out. she was, uh, uh, didn't want to do the cold and they had a family thing to go to. So I went to the next person down the line, but, uh, Ugh. um, I've been to some cold games. Ugh. So you it's can awful. email all your customers. You can pull reports on what types of jobs are doing well and what types of jobs aren't. Um, you can, you can run your inventory through your CRM. Um, you can, um, you can email your customers with specific equipment types or equipment ages. So, uh, you can like, let's say you're a plumber, every house you go to, you can go look at their water heater and you can plug it into the customer's information. And you can say it's a, it's a state water heater or ream water heater. And it's approximately, you know, it was, you would put the date that it was, it was built, uh, or, or installed, right? So it was installed in 2000 or it was installed in 2010 or whatever. Your CRM will now categorize all that information. And then you can literally go to your CRM and say, group my customers with water heaters over 10 years old. And then you could email just those customers, a special water heater promo. Yeah. You know, like those are the customers that are most likely to need a new water heater soon. So if you were running a promo, you would definitely want to email them. You would not want to email the customers that you just installed a water heater for. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, it really helps. Like a common sense thing is, so like heating and cooling contractors that enter, like all the new equipment they put in, obviously they're going to enter that into their CRM. And then when there's a, if there's a recall, uh -huh. you can easily 
pull those numbers up and go click click enter yep instead of going through eight file cabinets like i had to do you could literally just be like enter this yep. this this boom you had 10 customers spit out and instead of spending an hour and a half trying to gather all that information you could do it in five minutes yeah yeah, that's, I mean, and, and we're just barely hitting the tip of the iceberg of what you can do yeah, with Yeah, and inventory, CRMs. like when you say inventory, you, you know, a lot of those guys, I don't know how you guys do it, but a lot of the heating and cooling guys, they will, you know, if, if every, I'm just trying to think of a good example, every truck has five capacitors on it mm-hmm. or 15 or whatever. When they use one, you know, boop, boop, I use this. Right. Then your inventory is automatically tracked. Okay, he used this part. He needs, during the day, he used five capacitors. He used this circuit board. He used this. When you get back to the shop, big shops have a guy pulling parts. Or they have a guy that's just in in charge of parts that's ordering those parts that they don't keep on the shelf so that the next day or two days from now or whatever, when those come in, they can just restock the trucks. You know, it does make it easier when you are trying to keep your inventory really small instead of trying to store an entire warehouse full of stuff so that you have it all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You can, instead of having that rental space, Ferguson for you is storing everything and you're just keeping a small amount of what you need. But when it's off the truck, boom, it gets ordered immediately. Right. I mean, is that how you do it? Yeah. So, uh, that is one downfall with our current CRM. Uh And and as we're, as we're shopping, (laughs) I I found a lot of holes in my, my current CRM. Uh, that's why we're shopping for a new one. Um, and, and so, um, the, there's a lot of this stuff. So as you guys know, Field Pulse uh, sponsors the show now. And uh, next Tuesday, I will be down in Texas in Field Pulse's office all day long because they are one of the uh, top contenders for our new CRM. I'm looking at a couple of them. Um, and, and every business is different. And so like even if we don't choose Field Pulse to be our CRM, that does not mean they're bad at all. There, there are like the three CRMs that I'm looking at. They're all phenomenal. It's just going to be for the intricacies of what we do within our business, which one is going to do what we need to do. Um, um, if you're brand new and starting out in business, you kind of end up building your business around your CRM. Um, that's, that's what we did. So, um, that's what everybody pretty much does until you get big. Yeah. So, um, um, how how I want to get it done is I want to be able to, I want the guys to be able to put all their material that they used on every individual job on that job, and then that will automatically generate a replenishment purchase order for that job. And so then if the guy goes to four jobs today, then by about the middle of the day tomorrow, automatically those four purchase orders purchase purchase orders got sent to the parts supplier got pulled and he's got parts waiting for him at the parts supplier automatically yeah so when he's in the area so when he's in the area he can swing by and pick up up all of his po's or if in if anyone's in the area they can go by and pick up everybody's po's yep yep so um that's that's one of the goals like that's one of the hot button things that i'm looking for with with our new crm um our current crm will not allow us to put material on invoices that is not in view of the customer so, like, we sell a flat rate water heater repair. You know, I'm just going to throw numbers out my ass here. Let's say we put in a water heater for $1,800. Well, 
Well, if the guys go and write down, like use on their invoice, they put down every piece of material they use, the customer sees that. And we don't want that. When no. you're when you're flat rate, you don't want the customer seeing material. And so uh, the current CRM we use does not have a way to turn that off. Um, and so I'm hoping Field Pulse does, and I'll, I'll know that next week. Um, but um, you can do... You can do even more. Like one of the things that we do is you can identify where the call source came from. And CRMs might call it, so you might, you might, they might call it call origination or call source or uh, lead source or whatever the case may be. But when a customer calls us up, one of the questions that we ask them in our script for when we're filling out their stuff is we'll say, how did you hear about us? And um, we've got a group of call sources. And uh, the most common ones that are used, I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, the most common ones that we use are Better Business Bureau, Facebook ads, Facebook referrals, Google, Nextdoor, and word of mouth. Um, we have some others, but they don't get used much, so we're probably just going to turn them off. Um, and, and so literally just over the weekend, I pulled some reports to learn the changes about where our calls come from, where the customers come from that call our phones. And I noticed a trend coming like nearing the end of the third quarter of, of last year of 22. Um, Google was representing like 24% of our calls, but they were representing like 25% of our revenue. And any time that your revenue percentage would be higher than your per, like the call percentage, that means that those are slightly better calls. So, um, you know, 24% of our jobs were from Google, but yet Google re was responsible for 25% of the revenue. And, and we're doing some pretty decent revenue. So that's a big number. You know, yeah. I, I'm like, hey, that's notable. It like... If, if the revenue is more than the calls, we need to be getting more Google customers. Those are good calls. We need to be getting more Google customers. And so using the data that I pulled from my CRM, I was able to invest in Google leads, like doing things like pay-per-click and getting part of their Google Guaranteed program and, and all of that kind of stuff, right? Well, Q4 alone, so just the last three months of the year, Google represented 38% of our calls. So it went from 24 to 38. It represented 43% of our income. So from 25 to 43. That's a huge number. Huge increase. And that's data that I would never have known had I not been so diligent about putting information in the CRM and then using the CRM to pull those reports and tell us all that stuff. Um, that that same exact type of information tells us which lead sources to pull away from. So, for instance, Better Business Bureau. Yeah. We don't advertise on the Better Business Bureau, but because we're a Better Business Bureau member, there's a there's, from their site, like, they can click a message thing that will automatically email us, like a service yeah. request. And so we get those from time to time, or we'll get people that whenever we ask them where they heard about us, they'll say they found us on the Better Business Bureau website. And so those get coded as Better Business Bureau, right? So same same exact uh, report. In Q4, we got two jobs from the BBB, okay? And I'm willing to bet that 
that so this so that resulted in zero percent of our calls it's less than <laughs> less than one percent of our of our total jobs right um and i'm willing to bet that's about the same for everybody so uh side note don't waste your time advertising on the better business bureau it's it's a waste like it's you, a it's a dead if if you're an in-home service business it's not a bad idea to be a part of the better business bureau it's a nice thing to be accredited yeah. and all like it's nice to have that kind of branding but definitely don't waste your money on advertising it's a them. dying yeah. Entity. Yeah. Like in Google, the 80s. Google's and, surpassing the Better Business yeah, Bureau. Yeah, 90s and early 2000s. I mean, you had to be, you were like, that was the thing. Yeah. Oh, we're part of the Better well, Business. But now people realize it's kind of like when Angie's List was huge. Yeah. You know, and then they realized, oh, and I'm not comparing the two. I'm just using mm-hmm. it as an example. Then they realized, oh, people were paying to be on Angie's List. Right. Oh, and she was getting kickbacks. And oh, all this other, you know, all these things were happening. And now what happened? Yep. Now it's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Now it's Angie's. Yeah. You know, because people can see through the bullshit. Yeah. You know. So, so 2% of our jobs came from uh, the Better Business Bureau. 0% of our revenue came. No sales. Uh, $268 in sale. We had an average sale of $134 to a better business bureau customer. It is the lowest average sale of any, of anything we track. I made that driving over here and we don't even get paid. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, obviously now does that mean we're no longer going to be members of the BBB? No, it just means it proves to us why we don't advertise on the BBB. Now here's an interesting one. Um, next door, the, the app next door, free app. Everybody can have, right. Um, in, Q4, it was responsible for 6% of our jobs. It was responsible for 9% of our revenue. So Nextdoor has the highest average sale of any of the groups that we track. So obviously, I'm going to take, just like I did with Google in Q4 of last year, I'm going to be doing with Nextdoor in Q1 of this year. I'm going to be investing in advertising on Nextdoor because those are good leads. And now we're going to watch those numbers move around a little bit in the future. So these are all things that you get to do with CRMs when you have a really good CRM in place. Um, You can't do that with QuickBooks. You can't do that on paper. Um, I mean, I don't want to say you can't. It's possible, but I pulled this report in like... It, it, it literally took me like 90 seconds to pull the report. You know, the computer has to think for a minute while it's gathering all the, d- the info and everything. And then it probably took me another 10 minutes to plug it into an Excel spreadsheet to see the numbers, how I wanted to see them. The, the report would Excel like export to Excel if you wanted it to, but to get the numbers, how I want to see them and compare and contrast from one quarter to another took me another few minutes. But like, so here within 30 minutes, I now knew exactly how effective my marketing stuff was over the last couple of months and where I need to push over the next couple of months. And that's one of those things too we, we've we talked about before. If you're at a... Mitch got his feet wet in those programs at his previous jobs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about it, we've talked about it a ton on the show. If you're thinking about leaving somewhere and you're doing the prep, you went through and watched our first nine episodes and you're doing the prep to be on your own, don't just quit right away. Like we talk about, if you need to stay there another six months to get those things done, get those things done. And if you have a CRM there, but you guys don't use it like we were just talking about, 
get in there and learn that stuff yeah. why it's free and, and okay if you and wanna... maybe try to use some of what we're talking about to pull some of that information maybe try to take notes down maybe try to export some of that stuff to your own computer if it'll allow you to do that. I'm not saying steal from your employer, right. but I'm saying if you can make notes of of how their CRM works and things that you like about it, you know, use that time. You know, we talk about we've talked about it a ton. Use that time that you're stuck there to help you in the future. And then when you do go to get your own CRM and let's say you don't get it right away, and you just are using QuickBooks or Peachtree or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're you're making your own Excel spreadsheet. Look, you can do a lot with Excel spreadsheets. You can do a lot of what yeah. basic CRM software does. And say you're doing that because you don't want to pay for it until you have a real grasp of how you're going to use it. But then you have all those notes and that stuff to call back on to say, okay, now, th- look, this is what I want to go with now. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. So like our current CRM, and I don't have a problem telling everybody what our CRM is. It, it, so we, we did just over a million dollars a year in revenue last year. Um, <clears throat> and so our current CRM got us to that level. It's obviously not a slouch. Uh, the current CRM that we use at this moment is Service Fusion. Um, and it runs me, I, I want to say it runs me about 250 bucks a month. And we've had it since day one. Um, we signed our agreement with them like two weeks before we opened our doors. And I can remember sitting in my living room where my wife was making calls on the computer and sending them to my tablet. And I was like mock running the call and then I would get done with it and complete it and send it back to her and she would check it and see like, how it was working. Just, yeah. We were learning how everything worked. Right. We had a CRM in place from day one. The reason why data. I wanted customer number one in our CRM. I wanted data from every customer we've ever serviced since day one that we opened. Because the the easiest customer to market to is the customer that you've already made happy. You, you go get a brand new customer and you have to spend all this time building their trust and, and gaining their their trust and that you know what you're saying and that you know what you're doing. But a customer that you've already done work for, especially a customer that's already given you a five-star review, they're eager to have you back out so long as they have a need for it. So when you have a proper CRM in place, you can easily circle back with your existing customers and blow the doors off of it. We we saw 20% higher revenue in December than we did in normal months, and it was specifically because we were emailing our customers back from our CRM. So... Um, uh, you know, that's that makes a huge, huge difference. So um, the, um, the the hopes that I have, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really hopeful that Field Pulse ends up working out for us really, really well. Um, the cool thing is, whether it works out for us in our business or not, Field Pulse starts at 99 bucks a month. So there's not anybody out there that's looking at starting their own business that can't afford 99 bucks a month to manage all of that data for you. It's cloud-based. You don't have to have a giant server. It'll work on a phone, a tablet, a computer, like any of them or all of them. Yeah. Like for 100 bucks a month, you can manage all of your your customers' information. Like that's that's worth its weight in gold. So um, I'm I, now that that handles like one user. 
and then the more users you have, the price does go up. So, um, and I will say for for the size of our company, for us to only be spending about two fifty a month on a that's CRM, super cheap. It is insanely cheap, and we're seeing it. Like that's the bottlenecks that we have. At the size we are, the CRM is not doing things that we need it to do. And at that point, the cost of the CRM doesn't matter. It's costing me money to not have these other functions, so that's why we have to change. Um, but it is what it is. That's part of you know growing and everything else. I yeah. I knew that we would not be with Service Fusion forever, but it was a good starter CRM at the time. And at the time we started our company, I was unaware of Field Pulse. So and we talk about it a lot. You know, when you start out, you're not going to be there forever, and it's okay to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Start with something you can afford, something right. that's e- easy to use. If you grow out of it, and I don't, I'm not talking about CRM. I'm talking about anything. You know, accountants, your bank, you know, employees, whatever. Right. You know, it. start with something that's cheap, affordable, and that you know is going to work. And then if you do grow out of it, like Mitch said, you know, he had that one for two and a half years. Right. You know, right, and th- we could th- we th- could keep going with it. It's just you're driving into the dark with it. Well, at the size you are, right, right. Um, I'm trying to make sure I hit all the points that I wanted to talk about here. I'm just waiting for it to crash. No. Yeah, I think that's. I think I think we've hit about everything with this one. So that's my notes. Um. Yeah, guys, if you uh, if you saw, this was a little bit of a different style of a show. This was a tactical show. This was giving you, uh, like, physical, actionable things that you can go and do and, and benefit from. Um, a lot of our shows are kind of on the mentality side of things or the mindset side of things and all of that stuff. This one was, like, tangible data and tangible uh, things that you can do. So... Um, we were asking for some feedback on, on this show. Um, if, if you like this show, we have an email. It's askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. Um, so if you liked this show, if you hated this show or whatever, do us a favor, send us an email at that email and let us know. There, there's not a, like, we're pretty thick skin. There's not anything you're going to do that's going to hurt our feelings. Um, but tell oh, us, shit. I'm tell us, than, yeah, that ain't happening. Like, <laughs> Dave, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we know get, that. On the, get on the list. <laughs> get on the list. You're like 275. He sucks the chrome off a trailer hitch. That's what he sucks. So, speaking of which, one of my guys got stuck in the mud today. I had to go pull him out with my pickup truck. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. Of course I, he did. Now, in all fairness, I would have gotten stuck here too. Luscious green grass that did not look soft. It didn't look anything. Stop. Luscious green grass. It rained an inch and a half yesterday. Yeah, still. They're, We're hiring winners over there at yeah. Smedley Plumbing. You took one look at this you think and that's soft. That's nah, fine. You, you Boy, never would have known. Doing? So yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, the whole purpose of this show is to give you guys information you're looking for. So do us a favor and give us the feedback. Uh, ask Mitch at MitchSmedley.com, um, and um, we would we would love your feedback. We also have a Facebook page. Uh, it's called uh, at Podcast The Void. Um, if you search that up, you'll find it. Uh, you can also, you know, comment to us on there and everything else. So, um, uh, I think that's going to be it for this week, guys. Until next time, we will see you later. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.